0: Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter.
1: Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Your mic is so far away from you right now. And I like it like this. You're ridiculously leaning over. I have to be far. intentional to speak into it. All right, all
0: right. And I don't slurp coffee so loud into it.
1: That's right. Sorry for our listeners that, you know, whenever we like miss one week, I always have somebody at mass or something is like, Hey, did you guys forget to upload? I'm like, no, I also <laughs> have like four other jobs here. So, um, yeah, we're sorry. Last week we had, what did we have last? I was in Laredo. Yeah. And then we had for our site visit for our teens going to Laredo. And then we had a church leadership conference we went to as a parish staff and you were out of right, town right. as well, right? Uh sort of coworker's funeral Yeah, um, on Friday. Coworker's family members, funeral. Yeah. 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 And um then you went to the Big H. I did. Town.
0: Well, it's more like W Town. It's in the woodlands. Or like (coughs) W-Town. Winner's
1: Town. Is that what they call it? No, there's no way.
0: There's no way. Um, Yeah, my parents, uh, they have a house now. They are house owners for the first time in 27 or 28 years.
1: That is crazy.
0: In Bermuda, we could never own a house, so we always rented. And we had some good landlords and some not as good landlords. How many houses (laughs) did they own total in their time in Bermuda? They... Four if you include the last one when they knew that they were moving. Why wouldn't I include the last (laughs) one? Because it was like an apartment underneath somebody's house that was like two rooms kind of thing. Got it. Like a kitchen in a bedroom. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Painted their roof. No, that was was last summer when I went to go visit them. Um, And I didn't even stay with them because they didn't have any furniture left. They were Mm. selling all their stuff. All their worldly possessions, divesting.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, what's the? Not that you probably know anything about square feet, but I don't. I think in you've square been meters. in my house, my old house. Okay. Yes. Um, are those like house sizes in Bermuda? Or are they smaller than that? In some uh, some reason, in my head, I have like a bunch of like really small like. You can house to house to small. house like almost row homes you know back in the but right. like you have some land there in bermuda or what well it's it's kind of weird there's not land like it's tiny tiny right 20, the whole 20 square miles is the
0: whole 20 thing, square miles which i've heard is smaller than the area that dfw airport owns um <laughs> i <laughs> like also heard something interesting itself, do you but,
1: know if there was houses <laughs> at dfw airport they would be zoned to Coppell schools isn't that weird? <laughs>
0: that is weird. I thought DFW was in Tarrant County.
1: Uh, that's Dallas. what I was told the other day. don't know if it's true. Hey, if there's any, uh, what, what job is that? People that do zonings who are listening to us, write us in and tell us <laughs> yeah, if we're right or wrong. We or really, one. we need to know the answer. We need to know pretty the Pretty answer. urgently, actually. Exactly.
0: So the houses in Bermuda, they're not, you can get some big houses because there are some, some very wealthy people, uh, who will move to Bermuda, um, but a lot of the houses, I don't know, I guess they're about the size of your old house, but there's like no backyard. Got but they're it. not row homes either. There's always, Bermuda's very, um, there's a lot of foliage. <laughs> it's kind of kind jungle-esque in a yeah. way, but semi-tropical, not full right. tropical.
1: Um, but no one has a pool because you have the ocean right there. Some
0: people do, actually. Interesting. We we had a pool at one of our ha- two of our houses.
1: Whoa!
0: Um, I know, right? Living the high life. Well, so for those pool.
1: listeners who are wondering about three, my old home, three out of four. Now to think about it, does your parents' new house have a home pool? No, no. sorry you looked very
0: confused Uh, well i had like i saw the inside of their house in my mind's eye and then your backyard (laughs) with the pool and i was like that's not the right i just mashed those up yeah Uh, no no pool
1: my old house which if people are wondering was about 1300 square feet so Mm. i think 1380 to be exact so um yeah if you're wondering how big the houses are in bermuda there you go yeah, probably bigger than that. You know what? I was thinking about we'll this say the other day. Like all these deacons and priests do this, like, you know, go to the Holy Land and we'll give you a tour and show you where Jesus died and, mm, you know, yeah. and you know, go to Anybody Cana be a tour guide and all these things. Right. You should do that oh. for Bermuda. Oh. You can be the, I, I already got it. You can be the cruising priest and you'll go on cruises You'll Mm -hmm. celebrate the sacraments on the cruise. It'll be like a Catholic cruise. And then you will do a spiritual tour of all the places you lived in Bermuda.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful idea.
1: (laughs) We're just going to put it on the back burner (laughs) right here for one minute. uh,
0: Yeah, it's it's a really nice idea. (laughs) I'll think about that.
1: Okay, so before we get into today's question, one other question is we both said, oh yeah, we think the Suns are going to win. Like, we, we both said we think the Suns are probably, like, due for the championship in, in basketball. And I remember that. I think I said Mavs. No, you didn't. That is a lie. <laughs> that was that before the Kristaps trade? Yeah, exactly. And so I was going to say, how do you feel now that we're facing the Suns? Not so, not so good.
0: No, I, I feel like we got a chance. I mean, I think the Suns are better. Um, I think
1: we lose in five. If they win, that would be awesome. They have home court advantage because they were the top seeded team. If Devontae Booker would have still been out, I, I would have said, I, Devin, I think we have. Devin Booker. Thank you. Devin Booker, if he would have still been out, I think we would have had a chance in seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: I, I think if Chris Paul has to carry the whole team, uh, he gets tired. He's just old. He's super clutch. He makes every team yeah. better. He's also really irritating to other teams. Like Well, I heard he's from one of my player, friends. But I think he gets tired if he has to carry it
1: himself. I heard this interesting from one of my friends who was talking about um which I agree on this statement. His name's Jacob, avid listener. Shout out, Jacob. Um he was talking about at our community group that Chris Paul is actually not ranked what did he tell me? Sixth or ninth? Uh All time on, like, it's like this NBA metric they do where they, Mm -hmm. like, take, like, your efficiency in offense and your efficiency in defense. Like, all time. Everybody included. And he's, like, number six or nine or something like that. And he was just saying he feels bad Which I agree with this, that some of those players like the Charlies, uh, Charlies, Charles Barkley or in football, Dan Marino, like these players that never win the championship. It's just like haunting, you know, and and people will discredit them because they never won a championship where it's like this is a team sport. Yeah, it's true. So Uh, I kind of want Chris Paul to win (laughs) it for that if the Mavs. Well, let's be honest. My dad grew up in Philly. If the Sixers don't win it, which now that Joel Embiid yeah, has a yeah, orbital fractured. fracture, I'm <laughs> like, gosh, can that guy stay healthy for one minute? He's already had one of those before. He's <sighs> getting his, his eye bones broken. That's what it is. Right? How would you like to say that? You know, patron saint of eye bones because they broke a bunch of eye bones. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's jump into the question today. I thought it was a very interesting question. Oh, okay. It's very a very hypothetical question. Which I know you love. Um, it said it was anonymous, just like all our great questions are. Somebody actually came up to me at Mass, and they're like, "Yeah, I like try to like come up with weird names or like leave it <laughs> blank or this, just because I think it's funny." I'm like, "Ha, ha." Yeah. Okay. So, so no payoff. Exactly. No they asked anonymous asked if we were not Catholic. This is hundred percent hypothetical. <sighs> You you know where this is going. If we're not oh, yeah. Catholic, what religion would we be and why? Jewish. I I knew. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Jewish. But like, okay, so I grew up in very close to where I grew up was a large community of Hasidic Jews. Mm-hmm. Um could you like elaborate on like there's very similar to other faiths that have like there's sorry there's by by not Catholic I understood not Christian right believing no so that's not I think I take it as not Catholic <sighs> yeah I don't know because like there's Methodist there's like Episcopalian yeah I guess. there's like non-denominational I guess um
0: okay why well because. I believe, that, yeah, it's hard to go hypothetical on this. I believe that, because it's not You'd just, about like not, You're just about like, not just renouncing your what you like, right or like now. cool things that they do. Like, I believe that everything that the Catholic church teaches is true. And I don't just believe it because they say so, but because I've really, I've both thought about it and tried to understand it and right. contrasted it with other claims. But I also, I believe that it's true. I believe that the scriptures are true. Um, mm-hmm. And, The Orthodox belief is very, very close to the Catholic belief. Basically, just (laughs) papal authority. Just just papal authority.
1: Um, Right. So, break that down for a listener who doesn't understand when you say Orthodox belief. Like, okay. So, so, yeah, please. uh, Other Eastern churches um,
0: that have a valid priesthood according to Catholic belief, Mm -hmm. um, apostolic succession. like the. Like they believe in saints. They believe in like, <clears throat> yeah. sacraments. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Whole thing. All, all the sacraments. We'll disagree on um, how many ecumenical councils there are, but that, Things that aren't that's really plain. linked back to um, questions on papal authority and right. the sort of church governance. Um, right. The Orthodox churches tend to be a little more regional. Wow. I just went really. like dead in my ears um a little more regional like they're like the greek orthodox or russian orthodox or ukrainian orthodox or so um, would you be a specific one if you had to drill down i don't
1: know i haven't
0: really thought about it.
1: taking it it down a level
0: i don't think i can pretend to know enough about (laughs) the the differences
1: um okay so why we're on this before i answer my side
0: But if I, sorry, if I
1: didn't believe that Christ was real,
0: um, which is what I thought the question meant at first, uh, like that he was, he was, you know, an imposter or not or a prophet or or, something like that, that, then Judaism, Um, because I believe that the Old Testament is true that's true revelation see but you're going too much on
1: this is this is like
0: (coughs) you want me to be like you know well
1: i want you a little bit of like well this one has cool values or Mm -hmm. you know like you're not saying you're renouncing the catholic faith and like all that you hold (laughs) true to believe like you're just saying it's a it's a hypothetical it's like hey if you could play any sport professionally what would it be and you have no problem answer answering that
0: yeah, uh, the thing is, okay, so you can you can look at it from a perspective of morals and values, right? right. Um, who do I think has good values in a coherent value system? But you could also look at it from like, what do they believe about God? Because the sure. two things aren't always connected. Correct. They should
1: be. Right, like for example, I, feel like I they believe are in Catholicism. that a lot of Mormons have... <clears throat> like very high standards of values and morals and like their idea of missionary work and things like that but it does not always translate into <laughs> the same belief like we don't consider them a christian faith no because they don't believe in the trinity yeah so
0: uh, yeah their their uh, eschatology and soteriology is really way different um wait and so oh go ahead did you have another point? Yeah, but like, but like, okay. So they have sort of a very respectable like cultural morals. I, I'm afraid this question is going to devolve into me just like bashing on other religions. Which no, I no, really, I'll redeem it. I don't, I don't I'll really redeem it to. and say like, <laughs> yeah, you hey, set me up to be the, the back yeah. but like, so like, we would be like, cool. They they really seem to to value uh, family and community. But then they also have that polygamy thing, which is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And the way their sort of understanding of Revelation works, it seems very tied to the circumstances. Like, well, we just...
1: Yeah, see, I feel like I'm being disrespectful. (laughs) Well, Um, it's okay. Okay, well, let me follow up with this other question. If you were to choose the orthodox thing, let's go back to that. So there's a person who uh, goes to, you, you have two choices at the school my kids go to. You can go in the car line or you can go over to where the kids are dismissed directly from walker line even though they don't walk home um but you can like bring your tag up there they call your number the kids are released gotten to know this guy um because one time he said oh hey i like your shirt i was wearing that shirt with all the the hot sauce and the you know mustard and the mayo little bottles on it you know what Mm -hmm. i'm talking about that white shirt with the little condiments that you hate okay so i was very
0: busy it's a busy shirt
1: yeah you wear all black (laughs) you wear one color (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, but i don't have to look at myself (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i was i was wearing that shirt he's like hey nice shirt we got to talking which was great um his name is nicholas come to find out he's uh yeah he's greek orthodox Mm. and so when i said i was being nice one time before we were picking up the kids on what was it holy thursday or whatever it's like hey hope you have a happy easter and he was like Oh, I definitely will. Our Easter's a week later. Mm-hmm. Explain that why? Any reasoning? Uh, particularly, yeah, I
0: forget the exact. thing. It has to do with like whether it's a lunar or solar month or something like that. It's it's something that is.
1: Does it ever fall on the same? I think so. Yeah, okay. I
0: think they coincide sometimes, but it's more an issue of of authority, like who gets to decide. Um, Got it. Like, and it's a it's a very very old thing like but it, they it's believe, not just a new thing it, it goes back to the early days of the church disputes over the date of easter
1: right you know? so who uh, up to <laughs> what pope do they believe when when do they believe the alternate timeline started of like our fake authority and their because obviously they believe believe in peter and the papacy
0: uh <clears throat> sorry i've got that thing in my throat
1: okay i think <laughs> it's gone finally
0: i need a mute button on this mic <laughs> yeah i got it right here yeah it's way too far I just need it. <laughs> <Dang> it. <laughs> it's got so much power. So much um, power. I don't think it's it's like a... In terms of understanding papal authority, I don't think it's like we're tracking up to a certain point and then we split. Like that I, thing I, in I Back to the Future where this has created an alternate timeline <laughs> yes, of 1985, I right? I don't think that's the case. I think that they would <laughs> they would stress like, you know, Bishop of Rome, okay. And depending on who you talk to, maybe there would be a certain like... First among equals, kind of thing. Um, but in terms of being able to step in uh, and settle other disputes or having mm-hmm. any <clears throat> universal uh, power, like, I don't know what they would say. Maybe they would say that's a later development um, around, like, uh, I don't know. I, I'd like just be curious. The century, on that. ninth century that's kind interesting. of thing. Maybe they connect it with, like, Charlemagne and the Western Church kind of, mm. kind of becoming a big thing. Where right. the, I mean, the the early history of the church in the West, like Italy and, yeah. and Europe, is very much sort of barbarian tribes, um, the decline and fall of the the Roman Empire in that part of the world, and uh, the Pope in Rome, like trying to just just hang on. Uh, without being overrun and sometimes rome would get sacked and sometimes that particular like visigoth or whatever tribe would convert Mm. uh, to christianity and then everything would be cool because you have a local king who's now on board instead of trying to like destroy you and take all the stuff right um but compared to the church in the east which was the seat of the roman empire Byzantium. right it it Mm. changes its name um that was the seat of culture. That was the seat of the empire. That was that was everything. Rome was the backwaters for a very long time, right? Um, up until sort of Charlemagne-ish, and he's crowned uh, by the Pope, which is a, an interesting thing. Um, as like I don't know, was it, king of Europe or something, Christendom um, <laughs> in the year eight hundred. Um, that that marks. So that's sort of concurrent with um the rise of islam and um the the sort of sweeping um raid is too weak a word i think like destruction of, of yeah. islam across the eastern world in the fall of byzantium so it's kind of like for the first eight centuries really yeah um the Eastern Church was very, very strong. That's where a lot of the theology is happening. That's where a lot of the, the learning and where the emperor is. Um I said that word kind of weird.
1: Empire. <laughs> I was talking <gone> between <laughs> empire and emperor. Marriage. <laughs> Marriage. Marriage <laughs> is what brings us together. <laughs> But
0: I got stuck in the middle of the
1: word. You'd think it's like midnight but when we're <laughs> recording this. It's nope. It's uh, nine a.m. in the morning. Everybody.
0: Yeah, I just I just had a little bagel sandwich I made at my house and just can't seem to clear my throat. Got the cough. Can't to clear my throat. But anyway, so like, so like just just let's say for simplicity's sake, like that was strong. The West was weak for the first eight centuries, and then they sort of switch. And it's not a dramatic switch. It is in some points. If you're if you're an Eastern Orthodox, you might point to somewhere in there as saying that's when the popes really started to abuse their power or take on powers that didn't belong to them. Right. And it's mixed because there is abuse of papal power throughout the histories. So there were some horrible popes. Yeah. Um, and there were popes that looked like kings of their their papal states. And that's a, a weird thing for a modern Christian to look back on and be
1: like, Yeah, it's Totally normal, um, yeah. But we also have the assurance of Christ in the Scriptures, right? The gates of hell shall not prevail against us, right? And that, like, even yeah, though we're going to go on through, rock,
0: I will build my church. And yeah. So, so yeah, it's a it's a complex thing, and also even very early, you've got you've got different like early church fathers kind of speaking in ways that make you think like, wow, there's a certain preeminence to the Sea of Rome mm-hmm. uh, because Peter and Paul died there and because Peter's successors are there. Um, not just died, but were martyred there. And right. so you've got that and <clears throat> you've got uh, Leo, the, the f- famous like Flavian tome, uh, Leo the Great kind of weighing in on this Christological debate that's not really happening in his diocese or in his right. in his region but he's being called upon to to do what Catholics would consider a very papal thing and that's right. happening early i think 4th century yeah. third third century right. i don't know i need to learn my history better
1: all right now that you spent 20 minutes on
0: the <laughs> hemming and hog to get away from here, hypothetical question. Yeah, my
1: hypothetical question, which <laughs> you're I like, don't want to deal well, with. Well, I, I couldn't do it because <clears> of this. Uh, makes rare me very uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I'll
0: yeah. just go with Judaism because I think Judaism's really cool. Um, I do think that. I, I thought you would pick that 100%. Like, I, I really respect and love Judaism. I, I lived in, in Israel for seven months, I uh-huh. visited there a lot, I learned modern Hebrew quite well uh at least as well as i knew italian Flex. um yeah you know just trying to <laughs> just trying one to, of the 11 languages <laughs> i know the show, uh, show my cards i don't remember that much it, it's not fresh anymore i haven't there's not a whole lot of chance to speak modern hebrew around. uh or there's, there's not a lot there's a lot of that in kapel <laughs> going on um but yeah but yeah uh i'll just for simplicity's sake let's let's say that if I didn't believe that Christ was the Messiah, and okay, that, no, that you can't reason, keep
1: on putting <laughs> like conditions on it. Just answer the question. <laughs> it is not a real question. Judaism. Okay, <laughs> but there's I, a lot of different kinds of Judaism. <laughs> okay, get out of here. I I thought Stiesel, it was Stiesel. Watch
0: Stiesel. That's what I.
1: Would, <laughs> I thought it was interesting, especially reading Netflix. this question, and um, so. You ate Easter dinner with my family, and we invited our neighbor over, um, lovely lady, Patsy. And um, Patsy's (laughs) husband passed away, um, what'd she say, two weeks into COVID. And so she, like, wasn't allowed to barely have anyone at her husband's funeral, all these things. She actually now just had, um, like, they already had, like, Christian burial, all that stuff, Mm. but they had kind of almost what we... Like the funeral, rite, right? Right. Yeah. Um, she's Methodist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very interesting to me. Uh, I've been to a lot of non-denominational churches, different things like that over my time visiting. Not leaving the Catholic Church for anybody concerned, but um, a lot of phrases, sayings. I was just like, man, this is straight from the Catholic book, right? Like, like after they read the reading, like they're like. This is the word of the Lord. And people said, you know, thanks be to God. And I was like, oh, like there's so much that has been like transferred over. Right. Um, so I found it very interesting and intriguing at that memorial to see the elements that they've chosen of tradition from the Catholic faith over time that are still like active in other things like mm-hmm. that. That all being said is a 100 percent. I would like be non-denominational obviously the only not not the no yeah i could probably say the only um i mean the sacraments the eucharist that's what keeps me catholic without Mm -hmm. that like yeah i'm not impressed by our preaching i'm not impressed by our music Mm -hmm. i'm not impressed by and no i'm not looking for a concert what i'm looking for though is a movement of the holy spirit and we've talked about at times that i feel like we don't have a reliance on the holy spirit and we don't have um Yeah, I I think sometimes we just blatantly ignore it in the Catholic Church, the Holy Spirit. And uh, I do feel a lot of non-denominational churches do have a reliance on the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, they're missing the whole, you know, Eucharist, sacraments, papal authority, all those things. Mary, you know, is obviously huge for me. I have a huge devotion to Our Lady. But yeah, those are the things where I'm like, man, can't we just like, get a little bit of the best of both worlds, how do we do that, you know? Mm. Mm.
0: Is there like, I mean, non-denominational kind of by definition Mm -hmm. means not affiliated with anyone else. Right. So it's very much kind of going your own way. Like to say say I would become non-denominational, that's not really a like, it's not really a, a useful category, okay. right? To describe right. what you're thinking, like mm-hmm. it would be more like I would join this particular non-denominational church because right. I think that they are doing things in line with the gospel and right. Uh, but because. Not which I could say th- there isn't easy... a common creed right between non-denominational churches. If I understand right, right.
1: <clears throat> yes, right. Like it, I'm, I'm not saying I would be Episcopalian or Methodist or Baptist or any of those. That really, yeah, it would be geared towards. I feel the charism of how I see churches live out their call to Christ. Like what's sad to me about this question <clears throat> is, I do see a lot of. Other Christian churches and even at times like Mormons or things like that like living out when I see them living out things better than Catholics it makes Mm -hmm. me sad you know like like the the missionary spirit spirit of Mormons right like what they you know they send um when they're what 16 17 18 I'd probably need to be corrected but or post high school yeah right they're not they're not very old I've I've seen those missionaries on planes you know, the, before. Yeah, there's missionaries here in <coughs> Coppell. Mm-hmm. Um They go out and two by two, and you know, like it's like it's like the call to seventy two. That I'm like, man, could you imagine if we said, as Catholics, like, hey, yeah, after high school, you're going to take you know two years to go do your missionary year and share the gospel? Mm-hmm. People would be like, no. <laughs> That's, that's the thing right now that I feel the Catholic Church, like, really I'm praying for a revival in is, can we stop with it just is a Sunday thing for one hour? You know, like, even when people say that phrase of like, well, you can't give God one hour. Like, I, I, I hate that guilt trip that people say, but I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the worst. That's saying like, yeah, just give them the hour and it's good. Mm-hmm. no. Like he yeah. should be your whole life. <laughs> the reason you take a breath every day. And I, I'm, Hey, I'm preaching to myself. I think there's like people that are like, I, I need that reminder to talk about him, to go share my faith, to help others, to be a witness. Like we talked about last time, sharing our witnesses, like, like, We just, as a community group, there's us and four other couples. So five couples total in our community group and our last community group meeting, like we said, we're going to all do our three minute testimony here and have it ready. Mm. You know, like, um, granted Nikki and I were leading. And so I was like, Hey, we need to make everybody do this. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this in the podcast and And then, uh, (laughs) you know, it happened. But you know what I mean? Like, That's what makes me sad sometimes is why is it when I go to a conference that's like, you know, at a non-denominational church or this, like, and I don't believe it's just putting on a good show for the conference. I really do believe a lot of these churches like are living in, um, living in and guided by the Holy Spirit doing some incredible things like they're preaching Is it very much like on point and directed towards what people are going through? Like, um, and everybody can have a complaint, right? Like too much lights, music, it's too loud, it's too this, it's too that, but like also can you deny some of the fruit that's happening in those places? Right? Ministering to the communities. And this sounds like you're I I know somebody's gonna be like, Joey, you're falling no, like I'm a hundred percent Catholic. I love the Catholic faith. I raised my kids in the Catholic faith. Like, I, there's nothing more I love than the sacraments, the Eucharist, Mary. But I don't know if that's because of my relationship, though, with the Holy Spirit. I I do think that plays in more than... (laughs) Sounds weird. I'm not saying you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But, like, isn't it a little bit of, like, our background, right? Like you said, like, Judaism, like with where you were in Israel, like learning languages, all that, that kind of makes sense. I feel like with a little bit of my spirituality with like baptism in the Holy Spirit, you know, like Franciscan praise and worship net, all these things. Like, I think that guides a little bit of what you like go towards, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think you so. You look very confused right no, now. What no, do you I'm want just, to say? I'm just trying to think. You're worried it. I'm falling away from the church. That's it. I <laughs> no, knew it. No, I'm not. You
0: fell away a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, little little secret. I've I've been uh having this podcast as a <laughs> as a, an opportunity I to can, bring
1: you back. <laughs> yeah, he only shows up to the baptism of the children to just like make sure they're valid and I don't say we baptize we, yeah. you. Just take the take the shell with the water. I'm doing this. <laughs> Get out of the way
0: priest. <laughs> yeah it's so I'm just trying to think through like what the best way to answer is and I, I keep coming back to, to Lumen Gentium, which is the Vatican 2 do, document on the church. yeah uh, the, the name just means light of the nations. I, I say just, it's it's an important name. <laughs> it only means <laughs> uh, light of
1: all nations.
0: Yeah, light of the nations. And it begins with, with, not the church is the light of the nations, but Christ is the light of the nations. And then it goes on to explain um, the relationship of the Catholic Church to Christ um, and the relationship of other churches to the Catholic Church. Um, and one of the points it makes is that wherever you find truth, that truth is from God and is evidence of the Holy Spirit at work. But it also is very, very careful not to say, therefore, everything that's going on there is is also from God. Right. Like, it, it talks a lot. It doesn't, this is my image more, well, it's a gospel image, but, like, the weeds among wheat. Right. The weed among weeds, this sort of image of, like, good growing up in this kind of mixed way where you have to sift through Mm. and use a certain discernment. I know that's the church's relationship to other, other churches. Like we, we want to, to say like, this is true and this is good. And, and maybe even God is doing something prophetic here in a way to call us out of this, like older brother malaise, um, into like stepping into our inheritance properly. Mm. Um, Like, think of the older brother at the the end of, of Luke 15. Like, my son, everything I have is yours. Um, this sort of resentful older brother, like, why can't I have a calf or something like that? Like, like the Catholic Church, we believe, has the fullness of revelation. We have everything, but whether or not we use it is a, a totally different thing. And, and then there can be this resentfulness when you see, like, someone else uh, making better use of something that we're like no that's ours but it's like yeah but have you ever actually unpacked it and yeah and made it a real part of your life or is it just sitting there Mm -hmm. um so like like yeah there's a real i i do think i've i've been to that same conference you're talking about and i've been to other non-denominational type things um that i've really like i've really felt challenged in a good way yeah um I've also felt the same thing. Uh, There's a a, an Eastern Orthodox uh, podcast that I've listened to some of uh, at the recommendation of some family members. It's really it's really good. I didn't give it enough chance at first, but it's really good. Um, It's called Schtezel. Yeah, no, the podcast, Christian (laughs) Eastern Orthodox, Um, and like listening to those guys. I feel like I could get into a good conversation with them on some finer points, but like but like they have they have a a powerful grasp of um patristics, of church history, of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um in a way that I'm thinking like my reaction to it is is sort of being encouraged myself to like not neglect the study of theology. It's easy to do as a as a priest in a pastoral assignment. Right. Um even if I I like to, you know, present myself as reading or something all the time, like like it's really easy to neglect studies and mm-hmm. so that's that's like sort of a prophetic witness from from this this other place. Right. Um not that far away, but but like this other place where it's like, you know, I I need to to up my game a little bit. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm being being called out by their witness, right. um, and you're describing something similar, but from a different perspective. I think that's true of basically if we have the humility to to look at <laughs> others around us and to be um, moved by what is true and good and beautiful about the way yeah. they live. Like I think you can find a lot of that everywhere. Yeah, um, uh, even even to go so far as to look into uh, secular culture, which is not particularly amenable to Christianity. Um, but so much of it has been influenced by Christianity where they have kind of adopted some of the moral values of Christianity and then rejected God mm. as the source of that. But sometimes they live out those moral values more authentically than we do, at least at least yeah. in a way. yeah, less hypocritically. yeah. Um, and there's something to be admired there as well. It's not to say that we should all just abandon our faith and, and go be sort of radical secularists. yeah, but there is something admirable there and that's <clears throat> that can be a, a place where God is at work calling us to embrace our, our inheritance more and also um, when somebody wants like if we if we live our faith it's an attractive thing uh, we don't have to do like really special things we have to be creative and bold in the way that we live our faith but the faith itself is right is, is the most powerful evangelical tool I mean by definition um but then it's easy to to be the older brother again and be like well I I don't I don't really want you to come back younger brother and be in full communion with me yeah. because I don't like the way that you that you have lived or something like that. Right. And I don't know. It's a it's a tricky thing. I get what you're saying. Um I I really do and I feel the same way in a lot of ways. Um I would emphasize the theological and spiritual side more than the aesthetical side and i think i think that's part of the difference in our background is that um like i see a place that has that has more powerful and moving music that um has a stronger spiritual effect on people and i say why don't we do that rather than like rather than like they're better at this i i i don't know right. it's a similar thing but a different way of describing
1: it it's my competition background it's like oh uh, they're better and i want to be better yeah i'm just i'm just big on competition All right. you got anything else before we close it out yeah i don't know no that's probably enough you're no. <laughs> okay i'm calling it <laughs> so okay you got to call it before we go who wins the series mavs in 4 Okay, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> if the Mavs win in four, I will give you $100. Thank you. Okay, Suns in five. Okay. I'm rooting for the Mavs. I will give you nothing if the Suns, Suns win in five. <laughs> <laughs> this is a unilateral bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, behalf of Joey Scansella, Father Paul Bechter, take care. God bless.